I'm Arya Schwartz, along with my co-host, Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. This episode, we're talking everything happening in the W. If you like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community for less than a cup of coffee a month. You can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. This episode, I'm glad to have Rachel back on the show, and we are going to be discussing the variety of head coaches in the WNBA, openings and, and recent closings, I guess, uh, and, and a little bit of talk about uh, a GM opening over in LA. Rachel, how you been? I am so good. How is everybody else out there? Um, how are you, Arya? I'm good. Uh, you know, about to make my way to the the cold tundra of Minnesota tomorrow. Um, for a little I, family. I am, I am in Florida. <laughs> I made the the trek over on a red eye yesterday. And um, if anyone hears anyone yelling, that would be my family um, fighting over cards in the room next door. So. Um, I'll apologize in advance. I gotta gotta love going home for the holidays. What what is what um, is the family card game of choice, Rachel? They they play Shanghai, and I don't know if there's any Shanghai Shanghai lovers out there, but I'm not necessarily a huge card lover. Um, but every now and then I'll get in the mix. But tonight I'm I'm sitting this one out. I I got some basketball. I got to talk. There we go. Uh, so you you we didn't we haven't had you on the show for a few episodes. So I want to hear your thoughts on the uh, the Indiana Fever's hire. I think it's a fantastic hire. I mean, you know, you're um, talking about coach or GM there. <laughs> that, hey, touche. <laughs> I think both. You know, I think Marianne Stanley's um, an icon. She's she's a she's a legend and very much a pioneer in women's basketball. Um, she deserves this opportunity. I feel you know for everything she's given to this game, and and I think she brings a ton of knowledge and experience to the Fever. Um, this is a I think a I think. The Fever organization, Tamika Catchings in general, did a really thorough job through this search. You know, I have to believe that it was pretty well sought after this position and probably some really um, high caliber names, you know, but but I think that this is a great opportunity for Marianne Stanley and um, she's exactly what this franchise needs. Um, I think it's going to be important for her to hire a really good staff um, you know, of just people, and you know, just being just being blunt, you know, being able to connect with the players, you know, in a certain way. And you've always, as a, as a head coach, you've got to be able to bring people in that can combat, um, you know, the the things you do well, but also the things that maybe you that aren't your strengths. And at this point in her career, you know, she knows all of those things. And so I'm excited for the Fever. You know, I, I there's always a special place in my heart when I lived in Indiana for for all those years when I was coaching. And so I got to go to a lot of their games. I was there when they won the championship. And and so that's kind of a franchise that for me, I I really um, I, I take a lot of a lot of pride in the fever. And I think they do a great job there. I really respect the work that they've done over the years and I'm excited for what the future brings. And I think she's going to be a great fit. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see if you're right. Um, but let's talk about the most recent hire in the W uh, Chicago announced today of our recording Tuesday, the 17th uh, Chicago hi- announced the hire of assistant coach Olaf Lang. No, I have to make the joke. No, he's not from Frozen. Um, 
But let's talk about what we do know about the the, the man. Uh, he was a consultant for the Mercury in 2017. That was the year that they lost to the Sparks in the semifinals. And he was a consultant for the Sparks in 2013, where they lost in the conference finals. And he was an assistant for the San Antonio uh, stars who are now debunked and moved to Vegas. Uh, also known for his time with the Opals, the Aussie national team. He's an assistant coach there with uh, Sandy Brundello running the ship there. And he's a former head coach at UMMC, the, and he was a former head coach of the Russian national team. Now, UMMC is an interesting one because, as we all know, head coach James Wade also works there uh, as an assistant coach. So, Extremely interesting uh, to, to hear that hire. Rachel, what are your initial thoughts? I think this is a slam dunk home run hire. I love everything about this. I think, you know, as a as a head coach, you you have to be able to pull from your circle. You know, you, you're going to pull from people that you know, um, that you trust, that you have a history with, um, um, you, you have um, experience with. And, and these two have worked together. They've crossed paths together for many, many years. Um, obviously there's no surprise with James Wade and, and his, um, experience overseas, um, and the way he is coaching, you know, his, some of his current players, you know, with the sky over there, um, that it, it's a different style. It's a different world, you know, than what people just here in the States who just watch the WNBA, um, see, and, um, you know, Lang is, is, is in that world as well. So I think this is a good match. I think these are two guys that <clears throat> have historically worked well together. Um, he probably, you know, ha has a great deal of experience coaching many of, um, this roster already. And honestly, I, I think <laughs> I'm a little bit surprised that they were able to pull it off to be completely honest. I, it's not like a WNBA assistant position pays a ton of money, um, especially at the Chicago sky organization, not trying to just be blunt, but it's just reality. So I, I'm honestly kind of impressed that James Wade got this done. I think um, this is a, a home run hire on all fronts and, and it benefits Lang in his career. So, um, I mean, he said it, you know, in, in, in the release about how this is such an, an exciting time for the Sky organization. And it is, I mean, we all know that um, it's trending upward. The roster is, is um, fantastic. They're, they've played really well. I mean, I think we're probably going to be in discussions of really talking about this team um, the next couple of years is, you know, who knows, maybe potential contenders um, in, in a couple of years. I'm not sure. That's for a different conversation, but it is an ex exciting time with Chicago, um, with Diamond Shields and, you know, Vandersloo Vander and, and, and everybody on that roster. So I, I think that, you know, anybody who wants to be a part of that um, um, would, would be lucky. And, and, and Lang obviously wants to be a part of what, what they're doing there. Um, and I don't blame him. So I think this is a great hire. I love everything about it. And I'm excited for him. Yeah, I got to say, this is probably the, the most exciting time in Chicago Sky history, only second to uh, the days leading up to their their finals run. And I think it was 2015. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm excited to see what they do. You know, with assistant coaches, it's always kind of delegating roles. Um, you know, they called James the, 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 what was it? The forward whisper, like the mm -hmm. bigs whisper or whatever. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's an interesting thing. I, I normally don't give too much stock to assistant hires. Um, I just like to more so pay attention to them because typically those are the people who feed into, uh, the head coaching positions when there's openings. And speaking of which, let's talk about the New York head coaching job. Uh, great segue there, Arya. Um, <laughs> 
obviously, uh, you know, there's been a lot of chatter about who's been in discussion for this position. Um, as uh, we at Winsider have reported, Vicki Johnson was in discussion and has formally interviewed for the position. Uh, my understanding is as things moved along, she made a decision that she was going to be staying or, you know, I don't, I don't know necessarily, to be honest, if it was New York saying to her, her saying to them. Uh, but my understanding through speaking to multiple sources on variety of ends that she will be back in a Las Vegas Aces uh, polo this coming season. Um, and I think that's exciting time for Vegas. I mean, Vegas is also one of those teams that you have to be really excited in the same way if, if you're the Chicago Sky. Maybe even like have that 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 frustration that you know we gotta in the words of the Washington Mystics run it back uh because I feel like they feel like they left some stuff on the court so it's going to be exciting to see what they can do uh with that roster and also as far as my understanding through speaking to people in the know they are expecting Liz Cambage back which I'm sure if you've heard her speak about her experience in Las Vegas that's not a surprise at all but Let's talk about kind of the three other big names that are included in this uh, New York Liberty opening. Uh, Let's start off with the obviously person who's been in the W least recently, Steve Smith. Talk to me about your thoughts about Steve, Rachel. I like Steve. He's such a great guy. You know, he he has a ton of experience. Uh, Most recently was with Connecticut and, you know, Kurt Miller really raves about him, you know, and, and his experience. And I think this would be an incredible opportunity for him. Um, if I had to rank, you know, kind of in my mind and I'm not going to drop any Rachel bombs today, trust me, I, 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 I would, if I could, but, um, he, he's got to be in that, that top two, you know, in terms of the finalists, if I had to guess, I just think, um, what he's been able to accomplish in his career. And, you know, he's most recently been out in California. Um, but, I, I, I'm, I think he's a phenomenal guy and I think he knows the stuff. The players love him. Um, he connects well with them. I just don't know if that's necessarily going to be the fit for New York at this given time. Um, so I don't know. I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts? Let me throw it back to you. Well, I was, I was going to wait, uh, until we talked about all three of them, but I, I will say personally, like my personal take, not that like I'm saying, Oh, I've spoken to somebody and, I believe like this is the direction the team's going in. Um, I look at it as Steve is the, in my opinion, the obvious choice. He's been a head coach a few times. He has more experience than uh, Walt Hopkins and Eric Tebow have combined uh, as, as coaches. <laughs> um, he, yeah. he was with the sun in their modern era transformation from a perennial six seed team to a top four team or a top three team, honestly. Yeah, and and kind of that transformation. Oh, definitely, really- definitely. And so what, what that says to me is he's kind of the best of both worlds because I think, kind uh, you know, in the current situation or the current field that we're in in the W, we have this new wave and this old wave. And some older coaches, I don't want to call them an old coach, but like some older coaches have the ability, like you either have the skill on your roster to play any style or you kind of have to start doing the new style, the modern era of basketball. And I think what we saw from Steve in his time in Connecticut is that he has the experience as an older coach, but he also has the ability to inject that new wave, that new style of ball into his coaching style. And to me, that's just a perfect storm. And if, and if I'm, if I'm New York, I'm going to want to go with someone who's proven themselves as a head coach, who's proven themselves, you know, 
throughout their career versus, you know, a flashy young name. Now, that being said, I completely understand the want, the urge, and the need for a young, flashy injection of like a big name. And I think kind of leads to what we're, I assume we both believe is the number two person, if not the number one person in this discussion, Eric Tebow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I do think that that will be the biggest difference in this, you know, what being able to connect with um, that Liberty roster, this next generation of players, I think that that plays a huge role in this. Now that is a risk because again, if it's not going to be Steve Smith, we're talking about Eric Tebow and Walt Hopkins, both two um, phenomenal, you know, assistant coaches, um, Eric Tebow, probably one of the biggest names in the WNBA right now. Oh, it has to be. Of- I mean, he's, his name's, his name's getting run around. That's just a matter of time. Um, and I just think with what's happening right now in New York in the Liberty, and I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I mean, has there, has there been a more exciting time for a franchise? You know, the hype that is going on right now with the Liberty and, you know, the pieces they have in place, but not just that, but in first round draft pick and then the the move to the Barclays Center. I mean, this is like the place to be right now in my mind. I mean, yeah, you could say the same thing for Vegas and whatever, but I'm looking at New York as one of the, you know, the original franchises in this league that has the potential with the right coach to really um, make a huge comeback. Uh, I mean, honestly, it can't really get any worse. You know, there, I said it. Um, but but this has a chance to really you know um, take off with with what they've been able to invest in the decisions they've made with this franchise um, within the last you know six months. So the right coach and the right um, new look is going to be so key. And I if I have if I was a betting woman, um, I think it's going to be Tebow. But that's just my guess. I swear I, I know nothing. Uh, but I, I think that that's a great fit and that would be a great opportunity for him. And, and he would really thrive with that roster. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I look, I think it's, it's not to, not to crap on you, but like, I just feel like that the, Eric's kind of the obvious choice just because his name is getting floated around with any position. Heck you have a coach in this league of a team that maybe didn't do so well. And his name might be thrown in there as like, Oh, we're going to drop them and bring them in. Like, he is just like the hot commodity right now. Um, in the same way, I think that uh, James Wade kind of was last season. So, you know, props to him. There's obviously some people are going to doubt him, as I'm sure he's faced his whole life. Uh, kind of that chip on your shoulder of you're you're the son. You know what? You know what? You got this job because of blah blah blah, and you have to prove yourself and that that and that. But I will say, everybody who knows basketball and everybody who has seen what Eric can do and Eric around the players knows that he's a good coach. Yep. Um, so you got to give him his props. Now, one other person we got to talk about who might be the sleeper in this. Um, but I, again, I wouldn't be sh- shocked by any of these people getting the position. Um, but Walt Hopkins, he's a guard focused, offensive, analytically driven person. Uh, I've had the pleasure of spending time with Walt. Um, and he's a really nice, personable guy, really funny, really goofy. Um, but he's, he's a very serious person. Everyone likes to talk about how he went to Harvard and this, this and that. But he definitely is a numbers-driven person. Um, I kind of, you know, th- this is a stretch. I, I'm not, I was going to make like an NBA coaching comparison, um, but I'm not even going to because I, I don't actually know the coach's name. But whoever the Boston Celtics coach is, and he talks about learning from... Brad. 
Yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Rachel knows more about the NBA than me. Um, <laughs> surprise there. Um, but no, he talks about often, you know, in, inserting things from Euroball and that things that he's seen from the W and a variety of anywhere that basketball is being played. He'll say that he's willing to open his eyes and try and learn things and kind of infuse that into what he does. And I kind of see a, a similar style uh, in Walt Hopkins, if you're asking me. No, I, I think so too. And I mean, I mean, look <laughs> what he's been able to do, you know, with the Lynx organization and all the experience he's gained, you know, with Cheryl Reeve. I mean, like you said, I mean, I, I'm not going to repeat everything you just said because you were phenomenal with it, but um, I wouldn't be surprised because I think this, this is a phenomenal list of names, you know, give and I'm including Vicky Johnson that Vicky Johnson would be a phenomenal hire for this organization. So the fact that all four of these names have come to light, like, like we shouldn't really be surprised by any of them. Um, and I think it's really speaking to, um, you know, this organization is really swinging for the fence with this, you know, and, and um, they're, they're going to bring in the person that they feel like, um, I mean, you know, I, p- part of me feels like they're going to go with the hot name because all of the news and the hype and everything they're doing, um, right now and this new generation and this new look and this new everything that the, the Liberty are going to be about. Um, that's just, you know, all these announcements, that's just the vibe I get. But um, regardless, I, I think that there's, you know, every single coach on this list would do a phenomenal job. And and honestly, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we find out sooner rather than later, because I feel like it's taken quite a while. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's something that uh, well, it's a, honestly a perfect segue uh, to our next topic, which is the GM position. But the reason I say it's a perfect segue, because something that uh, came up, if you don't listen to, you should listen to Cheryl Reeve has a podcast. Uh, if you want to hear her let loose, you should definitely listen to it. Um, on that podcast, she brought something up that really blew my mind that I never thought about it in this way before. She talked about how teams often don't want, you know, a lot of fans complain. A lot of people who watch the W are complaining, oh, this team hasn't hired their new head coach. And it's, you know, it's been months and blah, blah. And the season's so close. And this is that the reason they wait or one of the reasons that they wait is because until January one, you're still on that contract. You're still getting paid a salary. So if you hire someone before that, even if it's a month or two months or two weeks, you're paying double salary for a period of time. And as we know, WNBA teams are stingy as hell. So <laughs> good point. Yeah, no, great stuff. But as we were talking about LA, I, I agree with you. I expect New York to announce it any time now. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it comes out before this episode comes out. I wouldn't be shocked if it comes out right after New Year's. Uh, speaking yep. of, I similarly expect LA's GM announcement uh, which has gone extremely under the radar uh, to also be announced around that time, probably early January. Um, and for me, you know, obviously we got to say Michael Fisher has to be in there. You know, there's been rumblings that he carried a huge workload uh, during Penny's time there and is a huge reason of the success that they've had as far as building rosters. Um, so I, I think anybody who's counting him out and not thinking about him as a possibility is just out of their mind wacko. Um, besides that, I, I, you know, we both have been in, in communications with a variety of people who are in the know. We're not going to leak any names today because we do want to kind of further our investigation so we can give you a complete idea of what exactly is going on because you know that's how we do it. Um, but I do want to say that there are some names that we've heard floated around that might shock you that have been around the W in a plethora of roles. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, I, I, first off, I, I think it's a little interesting. No one's really talking about this. <laughs> At all. I haven't heard anybody talking about this GM role. I might just have to throw out a tweet just to get some conversation going and see what people are saying. But um, mm-hmm. no, I mean, you're exactly right about Michael Fisher. Um, he, he is one of the most, I know him personally. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal guy and he works tire, tirelessly and he has so much experience in the WNBA. I mean, it dates back to the Houston Comets days. Um, and he's really been groomed for that GM position. It's just, in my opinion, a matter of time until he gets it. The question is, you know, is he too linked to Penny Toller? Um, or, you know, or do they feel like they need to bring in, you know, some new blood, if you will? To me, that's the biggest question um, on that front with Michael Fisher and some of the other names. Like you said, you know, they've been in they've been in the league. Um, I think some would surprise you, um, some as players, some as coaches. Um, but you know, we, we, we need to, let me do my, uh, investigating <laughs> a little bit further before we start dropping some of that stuff. But I'm, I'm very curious as to which direction they're going to go with this. Um, and I think it, it's been real quiet, you know, it's been quiet, um, from the whole front in terms of the leadership, um, with LA Sparks. And, you know, that's, those are some big shoes to fill, you know, say what you want about Penny Toller and the way things ended, but, um, she did a phenomenal job with that organization, you know, as a as a really strong woman for so many years. And the decisions she made and, and the championship, you know, that uh, the, especially their most recent one, you know, so she really was so pivotal in what the Sparks have been for so many years. Um, so that I mean, that, that's a big that's a big shoe to fill. You know, sometimes oh, I mean, I, I feel like, no, I was just going to say, I feel like, you know, it, it I would like I'm going to throw this out there. Penny Toller is the best WNBA GM we have seen. If someone disagrees with me, if someone thinks, you know, someone else should be in that discussion, at me. Let me know. And, I, and I'm not saying that in a, oh, let's fight about it. I'm legitimately struggling to think of anybody else who's on that level with her. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Absolutely fair. So um, that that change, you know, this is, a, this is a very serious time for the LA Sparks. And you know, this is a franchise that I've often referred to as kind of the pinnacle in the WNBA, you know, it being in LA and the hype and the attention that they've drawn for so many years. I mean, this is kind of where people want to go. This is where people want to be, you know, it's LA, it's the LA Sparks, you know, and, and, and it's one of the most recognizable franchises in the league. So um, this is a big deal. And uh, it's about time we get this conversation going a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we will, we will direct that conversation as needed. Uh, one final point that I feel like we need to bring up. Uh, we're not going to discuss it. It's just a bullet point and a discussion. The Fever need to hire a PR person. It's great you have a head coach. It's great you have a GM. But as you know, if anybody watched the press conference of the announcing of the head coach and the new GM, there was not a lot of media there. And I'm not counting that towards, oh, the W can't get media. Or, oh, Indiana, blah, blah. No, no, no. I'm counting that to the fact of how are media going to be informed about the decisions and the moves and the press conferences and things like that and give proper attention to this team if you don't have a PR person if if you don't know who you're supposed to contact to get in interviews if you don't know who you're supposed to contact to discuss you know article ideas or anything you know it's it's a huge issue I'm not saying that PR is you know the number one on the list when you have an opening in GM and an opening in head coach but 
I would argue that it's pretty much similar to the level of importance as those two positions. I, I agree with you. That's a fantastic, that's a fantastic take, you know, and Kevin did a phenomenal job and um, hopefully, you know, getting someone in there sooner rather than later. And, you know, this is a point that we don't talk about as much. You know, we, we spend, obviously we talk about the teams, the players, the coaches, but um, PR positions are so pivotal when it comes to media and your average everyday fan doesn't necessarily deal with that. But, you know, you and I and our colleagues that we're working with consistently, we do. And um, teams in particular, a, a great PR guy uh, or woman, you know, is really driving that media force and they can really take that team to the next level, especially when it comes to things like a new hiring of a head coach. Um, so I'm with you on that point of kind of how everything happened with Marion Stanley and just the way that went down. It was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, no, definitely. But all right, that's, that's all we got for this episode. Happy holidays to all and, uh, to all a good year, as they say. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays, whatever's politically correct. I hope you guys have a phenomenal time with your families, eat a lot of food. We will talk with you soon. Yeah, and happy Hanukkah to the Jews out there. <laughs> there, <you go. laughs> there we go. <laughs> we believe the players of the W and its community deserve the same in-depth analysis and respect that men's sports receive on a daily basis. With that in mind, please consider joining our Patreon community to help support us and the hard work that we do. 